everybody sing that shit. I was trying to think of how to pronounce your name in an English accent. It's not easy. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, I'll sound posh, Drew Linsalata. <laughs> like, have you ever heard it said? No, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, not normally in the, in the British accent. Not normally. But that's, that's working. It's fine. But that's who we're with. It works for me. This is our pilot episode of the Breakdown podcast with the anxious truth, Drew Linsalata. <laughs> good job, dude. Very New York. Very good job. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at packet loss. Come on. Today, really? <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, we're having issues with our internet connection. But, yeah, trialing this new video podcast thing. See where it goes. See if anybody else is interested. It might just be me and you each week. <laughs> That's, you know, we've been there before. We've done that. It's possible. It's possible. So, yeah. I mean, the main reason for getting you here is because of the uh the authoring work you've been carrying out mate books i have i've i've been writing words man many Tell words us. i i actually have read your first one but i can't remember what it's called what's the title of it uh it's what is the first one called it's called an anxiety story anxiety story that's the yeah, one an anxiety story yeah it's like so. because i know most of that story anyway you do <laughs> you've I've heard it you. over yeah, and yeah. over and over it, it was still good to me there was a few bits in there that i picked out on that we'll obviously discuss at some point right but yeah right. how was it yeah it was um it was interesting so that book became like i mean you know even going back to like the panic station days people were mm -hmm. like you know you should really write this down. you should write a book I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. So really, finally, last summer, I decided, all right, like all this stuff that I've been talking about for five or ten years, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. start to write down. And I knew that in the beginning, because uh, what I really wound up writing was this massive 70,000-word like recovery guide. And I knew that I had to, like, as an intro, tell everybody the story of, like, well, you know, I, I live this, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, I can't tell you what to do if I didn't already do it. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I started writing the intro, like, right around New Year's. And so it, like, it became bigger and bigger. And I'm like, this is his own book. So literally in the span of about seven days in, the, in January, and in, nah, I think it was in January sometime, um, I literally wrote, finished writing one book and wrote an entire separate book. Which oh, so the, the intention yeah, was to put it in one book. E -book. It, was, yeah, yeah. it was just supposed to be the intro to the book. And yeah, then it yeah. turned out to be its own book. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to write, I'm just going to write that. So no, I wrote my yeah, it worked out well. And it allowed me to learn like the publishing process that I had to learn because yeah, yeah. how do I know about writing books? Nothing. You're an so, Amazon bestseller. I was an Amazon bestseller. <laughs> that's such a, that's such a, I would be flat out honest with everybody listening. It's such a scam. Like I, I just, yeah, it's, a, it's such a scam. You game the system and you make it work. But the interesting thing about that, I'm proud of this part. I didn't game cool. the system at all. Like I didn't do any of the stuff that I was told to do. I didn't email my mailing list. I didn't make videos ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Like the morning of the book release, I literally rolled out of bed. I was downstairs on my treadmill and shot like awful dark Instagram <laughs> video saying, hey, the book is out. Yeah, and I yeah. got yelled at like several times, like you're doing everything wrong. So, but it worked out. It's doing well. It's doing well. Good reviews. It's doing well. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I mean, I guess it was just, a, a, you know, let people know like, hey, I live this too. And I was... It was bad for me, and like if I fixed it, you could fix it. And people seem to be using it that way, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, it's well, that re it's yeah. that relatable part, isn't it? That's trying. 
That's why I seem to get like the comments on my videos. Like I, <laughs> I try and help people, but I'm still sat in my house. But like people can relate to my stuff, and like I know how to fix it. Yeah. Just, there's just something. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. So yeah, I, don't know. I, I have every faith that that's gonna that will change. Well, know? it's weird. Yeah, I think like the issue for me is I don't sort of. I don't focus on the progress that I've made. Like I always see myself as, oh, I'm stuck. But like I've been away on holiday how many times last year and I've been away for weekends this year already. Like stuff right. that I never used to dream of doing. So it's crazy. Like it makes I, no sense, really. We don't give ourselves enough praise. We just focus on those tiny little, like maybe I had a bit of a wobble in the shop and that's all I yeah. think about. Like that's my 2020 so far. So then, well, that's true. But like, you're a completely different person than than my yeah, yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not even. It's not even close. Not even the same thing. So, what about you? Like, what? What is the most? What's the most outrageous thing that you've done in the past? I don't know. Say five years that you thought was unobtainable. Uh, let's see. If I look back to like the worst days, like when you and I first met. Yeah, yeah. Probably. The thing that I would call it, well, that I don't feel is outrageous now, it's just life, is tra- is flying around. Flying. flying around. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was like, I remember, th- I, I would have dreams about it back in those days. Mm-hmm. Like nightmares of, I went somewhere, but now I have to get home. And I, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that. People have told me like, oh my God, that's my worst nightmare, that I will, I'll get up the courage to go and uh-huh. fly to Chicago or wherever. Yeah, and yeah. then, oh my God, now I have to get back and then I'm stuck in Chicago because I can't get back in the plane. And you so went through. That, I think that. You went through the whole process of like watching flying videos. I remember you talked about I, that. I did. Yeah, I did. Because I was never, even before like panic disorder and agoraphobia and all that stuff, I was never like the greatest flyer. I, I was not a, a fan of it. I would do it, but I was not super thrilled with it. Yeah. Am, am I, just to interject technically, like my internet is horrific right now. Am I, is this working? Yeah, so, you're good with me. Yeah, okay, you're moving. Cool. Um, so anyway, the... Um, you know, like I was never like a huge fan of flying. I would do it reluctantly. So when it came time to start doing it again now, mm. it was like the the last frontier in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, this is it. And this is years into recovery. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have a reason to. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this thing. And did so, you, yes, I did that. Did you fly as a kid? Um, as No. The first time I ever flew, I was like 17 or 18. Right. And I went, so I went to school in Buffalo and I would fly to Buffalo, which is like an hour and 10 minute flight. Right. Those were my first flights at 17, 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. So I was, yeah, we weren't big travelers. I've never flown. Well, I went in a small passenger plane. I tell my, I tell Josh, my son, this story and he doesn't believe me, but my neighbor, my next door neighbor used to be a pilot and he had okay. his own, he had like a four seater little crappy plane thing on an airfield somewhere. And I went right. with, went with him, my brother and their daughter and my neighbor's daughter and we went up in this plane like that's the only time i've ever been in the air apart from jumping but that was yeah (laughs) but that was a long time ago man and like i didn't have anxiety then and it was a great experience i loved it looking down fantastic but now it's not a fear of flying it's a fear of enclosure that's what it is yeah, for me, I think if I think back to my worst days, the thought of flying it, I mean, I was a fearful flyer anyway, which I've now mm. gotten over. I don't, I don't really care anymore. But, um, you know, being, yes, like, what if I'm in this plane? I can't do anything and I'm just yeah. in, in panic and like there's nowhere to escape to. That was the fear. I always used and to so, worry about like, the airport as well, just how busy, if it could be empty and it was just me on the plane, maybe. Yeah. 
we can maybe get a little better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of a crazy thing. And what struck me was like I was years into not even thinking about like an anxiety problem. And flying came up and it was like, oh, this is a challenge. But it turned out to not be as much of a challenge as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it worked out great. Now, now I mean, I still don't like going through airports and stuff because it's very inconvenient and it's a pain in the ass. But yeah, you got to go somewhere else, fly there. I'm good with it. So that. I made some notes. Lay lay them on me. Do you know what I mean? This is preparation. You're like a David Letterman of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got his money. Uh, one of the things that I picked up from your, the anxious story or the anxiety yeah. story was that you yeah. mentioned depression, going through a depression and saying that it felt worse than anxiety. Now I've said that, like I've experienced a bit of depression and I've always yeah. said I would much rather deal with anxiety than depression. And that's like, it's crazy to hear people like I thought I would be the only person that thought of that. But when oh, no. de- depression is, it's horrific. Yeah, like um, it's funny because since so many people that I deal with and we have so many mutual friends that have this problem, the like I hear people say all the time, like I'm afraid I'm depressed, and I will always say like, no, 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 you would you would know, like yeah, yeah. you you'll know when you get depressed. Yeah, and that was horrific. That was that was worse than the anxiety for sure. I mm. I, I don't ever, yeah, I don't even know. It's it's hard to even put into words. It is yeah it yeah it's it's yeah. But, like, was there anything specifically that you did? Or did it just lift? Because that's what I've always found. It's like, it's just, a, yeah. I don't know, it's a moment in time. It just seems to pass. It doesn't, I don't think you can make yourself, you can't do anything to lift yourself out of it. That's what I've found. It's just, it's a time thing for me. Right. I, I would say that the issue for me was the first time it ever happened in that deep kind of clinical depression way was when my doctor told me I had a chemical imbalance and I started taking an antidepressant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and the antidepressant is what what lifted it. I, I will mm-hmm. freely admit that, even though I'm not a meds guy because of my bad experience, but clearly it was the, the medication that lifted my depression. <clears throat> but now I've actually had to deal with it a little bit even after that. And and I feel like I can deal with it. So when I I know when it's starting to happen. Yeah. And so for me, depression or making sure I don't fall into that is a, is a doing thing. It's a challenging thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's only what works for me, but for me, it's lift a little more in the gym, run a little faster, like yeah. do hard things, learn some new songs guitar. Like <clears throat> I have to just always make sure that I push myself and not fall into right. Be occupied mm. and, and accomplish things and do hard things and learn new things that I don't know how to do. Um, that, oh, that's, pretty much boom, it stops it. When I feel such a happening, I have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't go down I don't go down that hole, you know. That makes yeah, I'm sense. trying I'm trying to think why I felt like it, but I can't remember exactly why. But I think for me I just <laughs> like the acceptance thing with anxiety. That's that's what I use when my mood starts to drop. I just accept that it's it's weird. Like we both we have different ways of tackling it. Like I ain't running anywhere. Lifting we do. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> we do. I mean, those are just examples that work for me. In my yeah, life. yeah. I'm not. That's not prescriptive in any way. It's just what I find interesting is that, like, a lot of people will think that they're getting depressed because they're sad. Like, mm. I don't think we teach people the difference between sadness and depression. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we're sad or disappointed yeah. or just feeling blue for a little while. Mm-hmm. And and that is where accepting it. Like, well, look, right now I'm just a little sad. <clears throat> All yeah. right, let's be yeah. sad this week. What am I going to do? 
um, depression just feels different. I know when depression is coming. Yeah, yeah. And that I have, I'd say I've only, I've only experienced it once, I think. And it weren't that long ago. I can't remember why. I'm sure I spoke about it on a video. Right. If you haven't watched it already, you should have. So simple. Why not? What else are we talking about? I mean, no. Well, sorry. I'll tell you, sir. Believe it or not. <clears throat> go on. I think it probably bears, no, because people who are watching this might care. Like, I am having vertigo this morning. Yes. So if anybody's watching, like, I just had it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to stay really still right now. And maybe it's worth pointing out that, like, yes, I am dizzy, but would you know if I didn't tell you? So I only knew because you messaged me before we went and said, I had to wait be, to get this. To, could be I had to walk sideways to my desk. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's rough. But I've got experience anyway. with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's not good. I was going to quickly no. talk because something, a theme that I see on social media, especially at the moment, is people that are running like pages or YouTube channels. And then for some strange reason, they think that they can start billing people like to cure them and stuff like this is something that i see over and over again new pages start up or new some guy will label himself as whatever and then a few months down yeah. the line and he'll start billing people like what's your thoughts on it it pisses me off <laughs> that's my point yeah yeah <clears throat> i would say that it really pisses me off too so but you know we've, we've talked about this for anybody who's been listening to me for a while knows my yeah, feeling yeah. on that so here, here's the deal with that. Like, I, there's a vast difference between talking about your experience or discussing it in a group setting on the internet or, you know, telling people what has worked for you or passing on your knowledge. There's, there's a general part, there's a generalness in that. Mm -hmm. When you literally talk to somebody one-on-one -on -one and, and tell them, I'm going to help you fix this problem, that is a vastly different thing. And there yeah, is yeah. a, there's a different set of skills that go with that. And I, I'm a huge believer in, in professional and trained therapists mm -hmm. for that reason. And, and I don't do the coaching thing for exactly that reason. So I will admit that sometimes that bothers me, uh, you know, and I see people pay, you know, asking people for money for the craziest anxiety advice that I've ever seen. But I, I just, the other thing that I think is an issue sometimes is um, what's the best way for me to say this without being like, First of all, without falling off my chair because I feel so dizzy right now. But uh, the other thing is there's ethics involved mm -hmm, in that. Mm -hmm. There's ethics involved in that. So I think the thing where like you're not really fully recovered, but yet you're pretending that you are, that's a real thing. I've seen yeah, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm going to fix you. Uh, but don't yeah, yeah. ask me if I'm recovered because then I'll block you from my YouTube or my Facebook. We mm -hmm. don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um that's a little bit rough. And I think without some sort of actual training in one-on-one -on -one counseling, there's a reason why therapists, at least in the States are licensed and yeah, yeah. need an education. Well, that's it. Cause it's supposed to be like, it needs to be governed. This is, this is people's lives and their livelihood. Like I would imagine that a large percentage of people that are struggling with this are probably struggling financially. You would imagine you yeah. know, struggling to go to work or whatever. So any money they do have like to be taking, that off people it's a bit it's it's a little tough i think you know i, I try not to like I, i'm not trying to throw stones at anybody i guess so much i mean helping is helping and we're all you know we're all trying to help mm -hmm. in our own way and i guess that's good but i i just you know i know that there are certifications that people can go through so that certainly helps to a certain extent but but to me there's just something really sacred about that one-on-one -on -one. 
there's a trust yeah, yeah. there's a yeah there's a, an intimacy in that and like i don't i don't feel qualified to do mm-hmm. that you know yeah, uh, yeah. an occasional facebook messenger chat is as, as far as i might go with that is yeah, like, exactly. somebody yeah yeah i was yeah. never trained to do that yeah yeah so I always try and tell people, like, go and find a qualified therapist if you can. They're hard to find, and I know you guys struggle with it too in the UK, mm. but I would tell you to pick a therapist over a coach every day, every day. Yeah, I guess because if, if we can't rely on the NHS over here because the funding, the services just aren't there, like, you've got to go private. And then it's like you've said so many times, finding somebody that specializes yeah. in these kind of conditions, that's... That's where it, because they all just put it on their LinkedIn profile or whatever. Yeah. Bereavement, marriage, anxiety, depression, eating disorders. They're specialists in all of it. I did, um, I guess it was about a month and a half or so ago. I did a little 10 minute sort of mini podcast. That was really just a rant. I didn't put it, it wasn't even a podcast episode. And I talked, I did. And I really, it it actually got a whole lot of traction and it wasn't even about coaches. It was about therapists and, and the, the misapplication of different paradigms in therapy. So even in, even in therapy, there are people who are trained to specifically treat anxiety disorders because they are kind of their own thing. We have ways that the treatment is so effective. And then we have other therapists that they just because they don't believe in that and they believe that the solution is something else, they will, they will try and treat somebody with it with we know is not a terribly effective solution. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that's wrong. I think ethically that's, that's wrong. And then the same thing holds true for the online coaching community. Like mm-hmm. if, if you, if you, you know, I, I just think it's unethical, like, especially if you have a client that you have had for months and months and months and they are not making any progress at mm-hmm. some point, you know, the burden is on the, th- the the helper and the caregiver, the provider to say, like, well, I might not be a good fit. Let's see if we can find somebody who is. Yeah. That would be a good thing. They don't do it though. Exploitation. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that therapists and coaches are just trying to exploit people necessarily. You said it. Okay. Billy yeah. said it. Just FYI. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, no, there are bad people in all professions. There are yeah, good yeah. people too. I, I think most of them genuinely feel like they're trying to help. I just think, you know, you have to be honest about that with yourself. Like, I'm not really helping this person. They're still stuck in the same spot they were six or eight months ago. Like, this shouldn't be that way. Where do you so. stand on, like, charities? Charities? You mean, like... Um, mental health. Like, sure. over, over here, we, we've got oh. so many mental health charities that, charities that are raising so much money, and it's, like, it begs the question, why is there more and more people killing themselves? Why are there more and more people struggling with depression? eating disorders, anxiety, the numbers get bigger, but the amount of money they make gets bigger. It doesn't tie up to me. Is the the more frigging stuff they've got are getting paid more? Um, That's, that's a real problem with a lot of charities, not just mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if your laws are a little bit different than ours are here, but here, somebody who attains non-for-profit status, I mean, it's it's difficult, but not that difficult. Mm. And yeah, sometimes you, you find a charity, like to me, a mental health charity, before I will like actually contribute to or try and support a mental health charity, I always try and see like, who is running the charity? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's primarily an academically run charity, I'm all about it because you're, you're hoping that that money is going to go to research in, yeah. in how we should treat these things. Mm-hmm. But that's my bailiwick. So that's what I like. If it's not, and it's just this amorphous, like our goal is to increase awareness yeah, and yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so like, that's the big thing over know. here at the minute. Like we've got the Royals, Prince Harry and Prince William. Well, we haven't got Prince Harry anymore. He's nearer you now than he is me. No, I know, I know. He's chilling in Canada. Yeah, yeah. But Prince William, like I'll see posts on YouTube and Facebook and that he's playing table football with Premier League football stars over here and playing Jenga and stuff. And like like that's the the scoop is that he was playing table football it was at a mental health event but it's like i don't know like what are we doing here like you're putting your name to a, a mental health charity that's like what are you doing where where yeah. is the frontline services that are coming for people that are struggling because the numbers just seem to grow i i would agree with that like a charity that just i mean you can argue that awareness, look, look, here's my thing. My th- I mean, you and I have talked about this. Here's my thing about awareness. Like if, if we are talking about an orphan disease, you know, something we would classify as an orphan disease, very few people get it. So there's not a lot of funding into research for it and not a lot of people do about it. I'm all about awareness. People don't even know that exists. They should know. They should know that people are being impacted by it. And that starts to change things. But, but I'm not, I don't know that it's necessarily true that people are not aware of anxiety and depression. Like, mm-hmm. I think that we need to be able to talk about it more. I'm, I like that message. Yeah. But I don't know if we necessarily just need to raise awareness that people get depressed. We just need, we, I think we're aware. We just yeah, how long have we known that? A, a very long time. Yeah. I, but we still suck at talking about it. So let's, yeah, yeah. let's maybe change the focus from like we need awareness to like, well, we need to be able to actually discuss it in a productive way yeah, as yeah. opposed to just acknowledging it. Acknowledging it is great. As well, like people... Help people using the term like that they're having a panic attack because they forgot their school books or stuff like that like that kind of waters it down like that's maybe why people are a bit afraid of talking about like i don't know like saying you've got anxiety is different to saying you've got a anxiety disorder that's true it's sort of it's all blended into one sort of it's just you struggle with your mental health now like well so does everybody that's kind of the response that you get I agree with that. And I think the fact that the word anxiety or even depression has been watered down a little bit yeah, yeah. because we see that's that awareness thing. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, we yeah. use those words constantly every single day. We just don't use them in a productive way mm. because there's, there is a vast difference between I'm anxious or I'm, I'm stressed or I have anxiety or even I had a panic attack and I am stuck in my bathroom, afraid to go to any other room, yeah, and I'm yeah. afraid to, to eat any food, or I'm afraid of my own heartbeat. Those are vastly different things. And we, think we probably should try and have a better discussion about the differences yeah, yeah. there. It's the people that are stuck in their bathroom that don't talk about it, and they're the ones that need the bloody help. They're the ones that don't get reached by Prince Sodden William. Probably, right? Probably, right? And I think like, that... You know, that needs to be discussed more. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like I've heard, seen and been invited to so many different like events and I don't know, different freaking organizations holding like meetings and stuff like that. I get invited all the time, but yeah. like I struggle with anxiety, so I ain't going to go. So I ain't going to give you no feedback. So the only people that are turning up telling you how to improve things, are people that don't know what it's like to live with it. Or maybe there's a few people that have recovered that go, but yeah. There's a whole quagmire of people that just don't know where to bloody turn. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Look, <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I'm like, don't buy my book if you think that it's going to like magically fix you. Um, that's nobody can do that. Only you can do that. But in the end, I think the uh, 
that's true. And then you get a skewed view of it also. Mm. Like the people who are mostly talking about it might be the people who are unaffected. And look, I am well aware that there are public figures that have been affected by this. Yeah, yeah. And they do come out and talk about it. And that, that's great. And they are, they're sure. helping, I think. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing that's a little bit difficult is some of the generic advice that we hear bandied about when we hear the words depression and anxiety are useful for human beings. Don't get me wrong. Like learning to love yourself is a super important thing. Learning to like stress management is a really good thing. We should all, we should all do that. I'm just watching my internet just suck worse and worse as we go. But anyway, the, um, that's all right. I won't worry about it. Um, but anyway, I think the, the generic advice that people are given that like when you're, you're having an anxious time, things you should do, the the things you should focus on the self-care the compassion the this the love yourself the mm -hmm. toxic get rid of toxicity like those are all good general life coach yeah, type yeah. advice things yeah. but, but that means jack squat mm -hmm. to somebody who is crippled with agoraphobia or mm -hmm. is in the grips of ocd to the point where they are terrified literally terrified to put a bite of food in their mouth mm -hmm. that Sorry, it's just this. And, and I yeah, have yeah. a problem with that. And I think that's where the messaging gets a little bit lost. The generic messaging behind general good mental health, awesome. But we don't ever get to the point where we talk about, yeah, but it doesn't apply to some of these people. We yeah, talk yeah. about different things for them. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, that strikes a nerve for me. Mentioning OCD there, like I'm thinking coronavirus, like germaphobes, health anxiety. What's it like over there? Yeah. Oh God! What's the what's the media like, coverage like? You know what? I, I think it's interesting. Like I try to, we, we literally in my Facebook group the other day, me and a few of the admins, we made a little twenty minute video mm -hmm. that we put in in the group, and then we we're restricting discussion of coronavirus into that thread with that video, and All we right. tried to basically say, look, here's a productive way to go to get your news from credible sources in limited quantities, and here's how we should talk about this that is productive, how to make a plan that you know that's sane not get caught up in, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. So I think that the media here hasn't been, I, I'm going to say they haven't been too bad. Now, part of it here, I think, is because we're in the middle of presidential elections. Yeah. So they have other things that mm -hmm. will keep your attention. They probably are, look, they're in the business of eyeballs. We know this. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and say like, oh, they're just trying to terrify us so that we watch. I'm not sure that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. I think it's been okay. Social media, on the other hand, not so much. So, like, by, people ask me all the time, like, what do you think we should do by coronavirus? Like, well, first of all, why asking me? Like, I'm not an epidemiologist. But second of all, I would say don't get your, like, get your news about coronavirus from whatever, you know, your, whatever ministry it is in the UK that's in charge of that or the CDC in the US or the mm -hmm. World Health Organization, don't get your information about coronavirus from your Facebook friends. On That's YouTube. Yeah. Right. Don't get it on YouTube. Unless it's I mean, a CDC video or a World Health Organization video, don't get it from that. Like, I did post. I did post on YouTube about corona, but my advice was just like wash your hands. And that was that is pretty much the advice that we're getting over here. It's, it's the same advice we have here, except that if you go to try to buy toilet paper, there's a good chance you're not going to get any. And hand sanitizer. Yeah, that's been hand selling. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, it's been selling out. Like, because people are treating it as if like it's truly the zombie apocalypse, and all the entire all the <laughs> dude really the methods of sorry I don't have anything. I forgot over the my cameras. Face. The camera's probably not on me because you were talking, but yeah, I'm prepared, man. Well, I'm prepared. being quiet so that clearly <laughs> I'm doing your best. The uh, yes. yeah, yeah. 
it's getting a little bit weird over here for sure. I think people are, they're treating it as if like literally all society is going to break down. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the water's going to stop coming out of, out of the tap and nobody will able to like go the, to work. To pay the economy. Paper, so we'll never get it again. Yeah. 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 The economy's crashing. Yeah. Well, you know, the economy is definitely affected by it. There's no yeah, doubt yeah. about that. You know, I people told, are a little less likely to travel. I don't know whether I should say this, but I told my daughter to go to school and say that we've just got back from Italy or something and try and get a couple of weeks off. <laughs> Obviously, That's it was evil. tongue in cheek. But, Obviously, I, did, it's but I did. I did tell her to say that, but yeah. I was joking. Uh, there's, there's a real economic impact for sure. Mm. I, I think um, I had heard over here that our Federal Reserve Bank is actually considering dropping or maybe dropped interest rates right. to combat that slowdown. So here, it's crazy. I looked. But then we it's have crazy. Like, I, we have the flu and that, like the flu affects way more people. I don't know if the death rate's quite the same, but it's yeah. just an, it's just another bug. Look after yourself. I, I, yeah, I think the issue is the spread. I mean, we know that it's it is spreading. It's going to be everywhere. Probably more people will be infected by it than than the mm. average seasonal flu. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, there is some common sense things that we could do, and people just—I understand—it's fueled by health anxiety for a lot of people. Is this a good time to be agoraphobic? As crazy as it sounds, and it's actually been a topic of a few jokes <laughs> right. in, my, in my community too. People have said that, like, "This is great! What a great time to be agoraphobic!" Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, you know, like, "Oh, I stay home for 14 days." Okay, yeah, close so the doors. I, I've, I've not made that joke, but many, many agoraphobics <laughs> that I know have. Yeah, so yeah. I appreciate their being, their being funny about it. Oh, so, cool. so when, yeah, it, uh, when, yeah. when is the, the other book out? So the first book is already out. Um, that one you can get now. It's called An Anxiety Story. And that that book will just take you through like 30-something years of my life and all the times that I had to deal with. Like, and we wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought you was that old. I'm not. I'm only, I'm only 24, but yeah, I, I was going to say 34 years. <laughs> so, I know. I know. And I'm, I, got, I got a couple of years on you guys. But, um, and then the second couple. book actually is a couple, just a few. Only just a few. I'm not going to say how many, but uh, my, my the second book is the big giant step-by-step recovery guide. It's essentially everything that I've been talking about it's into microphones and, and cameras for five years and mm-hmm. even beyond that. And uh, that one is now being edited. I have like the world's greatest book editor. I have an editor. It makes me feel so fancy. That's good. That's good. Talk to my, call, hang on. Let me call my editor. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, editor. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so she's got her work cut out for her, and uh, that'll take a couple of months. So I'm going to say we're at the beginning of March, probably May, uh, April, May, probably some May, middle of May, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if you yeah. really care, you can like go to my website and get on the, the list. Oh yeah, there'll be a link in the description. That's in fact, I was going to, I was going to do something really cool and just like, I was going to screen share for a second. I'll do it. Press the wrong button. Oh hey. no! Oh, ruined shit. everything. <laughs> yeah, forget that. <laughs> Forget that I it's said all I was technology. Doing it. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <clears throat> I can't remember how to do it. Bear with me. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm going to edit. Got to edit some video. That's all. Yeah. Bear with me. I'm clicking buttons. There it is. There we go. Started screen sharing. Oh, there we go. The anxious well, tree, man. Very impressive. Yes, theanxioustree.com is the website. And there's all the information about the books and all your old podcast episodes, yes. which I'm there. I'm on a few. Like you are on many of them. So yeah. the the anxiety one on one series, you are like a dominant like fixture on the website because yes. your your mug is on all of them. Man. Um, the, see, the problem it like that begs the question: all these people that are selling programs and stuff, uh, I don't know what they're charging eighty, ninety, hundred bucks. 
Like, why couldn't they just put it into a book? That's a good question. So it's like people, and you know what? Look, I got to acknowledge this. Everybody has been so incredibly supportive of this. Like mm. I have, I've really struggled with the idea, not so much of writing the book. I actually enjoyed the process, although it was way more work than I ever anticipated, mm -hmm. but I really liked it. I like doing it. And I still, I'm enjoying the, the process of getting it out there where I struggle in a huge way is selling a book. Like it is really a struggle for me to talk about that. The first book is literally free as an mm -hmm. ebook or 99 cents because Amazon won't let it be free. Yeah, yeah. If you want paper, you got to pay it on paper because just, just paper has money. Mm -hmm. But I've struggled so hard with that. But in the end, the reason why you write a book like this is not to make money because you don't make money on the book anyway. Trust mm -hmm. me, nobody is making, this is not making anybody money. But it's the most effective way to put the information out there. Like these yeah, are the yeah, things I, I just, I answer these questions a day in and day out again and again and again and again and at some point it starts to become slightly untenable because you also have a life and i have a business and i have mm -hmm. stuff to do so writing it all down in a in a organized way that takes people from like how did you get here what actually is this problem what actually is the solution how do we make a plan to to, to solve it and how do you execute a plan like to mm -hmm. walk them through that in seventy thousand words 280 pages whatever it's going to be it's it's helpful. It's just, it's an efficient way to put the information out there. And it's, so, a, lot, it's a lot cheaper than subscribing to a program. And... Look, here's my theory on this. If you read the book, if you buy the book, you read the book and it helps you and, and you use it as a tool as part of your recovery, then I'm a super happy dude. Then I, I accomplished what I set out to do. But if you did it well and it worked and it helped and you did the work, then I will probably never hear from you again six months yeah, later. Yeah. And yeah. that would be my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Like, just tell me, hey, thanks for, I'm doing great and I'm, I'm loving my life. I don't need you to buy a third book, a fourth book, a fifth book, or a monthly subscription. Yeah, like, yeah. This problem is not that problem. It should not require you to be, you know, on a monthly subscription to a program. I've always, I've always put me and you in a similar category, whereas like our goal is to stop people logging on and watching yes. us. Yes. Stop subscribing to groups and shit like that. Although That's exactly right. I would like more views, hence the fishing videos, well, which didn't work. <laughs> but you know what well, I mean? That, that's the, the idea is that like nobody suffers with anxiety anymore. The answers are out there. Yeah. That's the plan. What I find interesting is um, that is that is the plan. And so people keep asking, like, how many copies of the book did you sell? I'm frankly not looking. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to look. I don't, I don't read the reviews of the book. Thank you. I, I, everybody tells me that they're really great. Thank you yeah. so much for done that. That's super. Um, but like, yeah, if I do this right, you will leave my Facebook group after a while, or you'll yeah. just hang around because you're helping other people and, and pitching in and, and your mm -hmm. friends are there. All right. That's, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, th this is, even as a professional therapist, if you're good at what you do in treating an anxiety disorder, you lose that patient within six or eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's the goal. Piece. Yeah. It's yeah. not to just yeah. carry on and take, yeah. take. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, so we got imagine, that. imagine how much Claire Weeks' program would be worth these days. <laughs> it's funny. I think about that all the time, and like yeah. you know, I'm a huge Claire Weeks fan. Yeah, Here's yeah. the interesting thing about the Claire Weeks thing: she didn't have the benefit of the internet. Yeah. Had if she had my mm -hmm. tire pressure page, like check my tire pressure. <laughs> but um, if she had the benefit of the internet, I don't even know what would have happened. I don't even know. Like she would probably. I wouldn't have to do this. You wouldn't. Do yeah, that. yeah. None Case of the other people would be doing yeah, it, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. So there's that. But what, what I find a little bit interesting is that if you not so much in the first book and in the second book, and now if you're listening to the podcast and stuff, I'm actually breaking a little bit here and there. 
with the okay. beloved Claire Weeks. I still, look, she's front and center at acknowledgements and everything mm -hmm. that I write and say, because if she didn't do any of that stuff, I'm doing none of this stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I think she didn't get the benefit of being able to get feedback from 15,000 people over mm -hmm. 15 years of mm -hmm. what's, what is resonating and what is not. So I, I feel fortunate that I have the ability to refine some of that. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll take that. Like I get to refine that message a little bit. So if, if I hear one more person say, but I don't understand what acceptance is, how do I accept this? Mm -hmm. Like she used the wrong word. In the end, she really did use the wrong word. She just didn't know it because she didn't have 15,000 people saying, but how do you accept? Yeah. She didn't have the benefit. She would have been a monster, like in a good way, if she what's, had the internet. What's the right word then? Surrender. That's the word. I said, I said that a couple of months ago. Well, maybe last year in one of my videos. Yeah, I was yeah. just, I think it was when I went somewhere and I was just, I think it was Skegness. Those of you who are watching in the UK will know the wonderful Skegness. I was just surrendering. It was just like, I submit, I submit, man. Yeah. It's, uh, and so Take to me. Yes, surrender covers, Claire Weeks talks about acceptance and floating. And I find on, on the daily, I, I spend a lot of words and, and letters on a keyboard explaining that, no, it doesn't mean that you have to like it. So they think accepting means lighting, liking, and they think that floating is a positive experience. Accepting and floating turned out to be the bad words mm -hmm. for many, many, many people. So I've started using the term surrender and yeah. like being almost militant about it. Oh, that covers accepting and floating. Just give up the fight. Let it kill you. Yeah. yeah. Then it won't. And then you can move on so, mm -hmm. in, in so many words. So. Something that I don't know why this has just come to my mind, but something that touched me in the book that you've already released was the your daughter saying that thing when you was doing something in one room and she, yeah. and like that, that is what spurred you on to, to change. I yep. did. I, I wrote it down. I'm going to say it. Where is it? Oh, come on, let's go. He's not coming. Like they'd asked you to go and do something and yeah. you said, yeah, I'll be right there. But it was like, I can relate to that with my daughter, with her dancing and stuff. Like you coming to watch me this weekend? Maybe. That was, that was absolutely, and I wrote it, I wrote it in that book. Like if there's a single point that, that the rest of my life revolves around, it is that exact moment. Like, mm -hmm. because that was probably the lowest moment I've ever had. And I've felt way worse than I did that day because yeah. I was medicated and I wasn't feeling anything that day. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a bad day because I was anxious or depressed. It was a bad day because what I, because of what I let the disorder turn me into. Mm -hmm. And that was the lowest point that I've ever had. I've, and that you put that down to medication. I yeah, I do. I flat out do. Like yeah. you know, and I wrote it down. If you know, if you guys want to go find it, go go to the website and find the links. If you could read an ebook, I'm gonna put free. yeah, we'll put the yeah. link in the description. It, it's free. Or it's not if you could read an ebook, you get it for nothing. I just gave it away. So that's fine. But anyway, like I, I wrote about that. Yes. Like I had this disorder. There's no doubt about that. The medication at the time, because I was clinically depressed, was a lifesaver for my depression for sure. Mm -hmm. I just never got the advice that said, this is not a forever thing. I just yeah, had yeah. doctor after doctor say, you have a chemical imbalance, you just take it forever, it's fine. And it turned out to not be fine. So yes, it, it ruined many, many things for me. Mm. It didn't have to, shouldn't have, shouldn't have let it do that. We, we never had that medication podcast, did we? <laughs> we never did. And I still skirt the issue because people keep asking me all the time, like, I know you're anti-meds. Why? Well, read this and it'll yeah. tell you what my experience was. But I feel like I don't want to go on a camera or with a microphone and beat the drum against medication. I talk it's about hard. Yeah, it's hard because some people do need it. Some I'm people... trying to be respectful of yeah, personal yeah. choice, too. Yeah. Like, if you, if you choose to do that, I respect you. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to convince you not to do it. 
if you're not sure if you should do it or not, read what I wrote or listen to what I say. At yeah. least it gives you a well-rounded, you know, I, I acknowledge the good parts. I do. I think I was fair in acknowledging the help that it got me. Yeah. But I, I also was realistic and like, this is, was my experience. And my, what started me through this whole helping thing was being involved with literally thousands of other people who also went through the same medication yeah. experience as me. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I don't specifically talk about it that much. Yeah. I mean, because like I'm in the situation where I'm, I freak out if I miss one of my pills because I take mm -hmm. beta blockers, have them for years. Right. And like I'm in that situation where I, I don't think they do anything now. I've been taking them that long. It just makes right. me feel drowsy. Right. Like got no friggin' energy. But if I yeah. miss if I miss one, I can feel my heart pounding. I can feel it in my neck and that and I know that it's because of that. So I'm in the situation now where I don't really feel that I need them. Because mm -hmm. my anxiety levels are so much different than they used to be when I first started taking them. But yeah. now if I stop taking them, then my anxiety levels go back up because I start experiencing sensations that I wasn't experiencing before I started taking them anyway. Right, right. I Well, yeah, but the, the beta blockers are slightly different, I guess. But yeah, when you stop taking them, you are, you are having physical sensations though, because right now it's lowering your heart rate and lowering your blood pressure. So when you take them away, you'll feel those things come back. Yeah, yeah, but it ne I never had an issue with heart palpitations or anything like that before I started taking them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, why Why did they start giving those out? Because it became a thing, didn't it? Where they the, the, you guys started it in the UK. There, we see it now more us. here in the US. I'm totally blaming you. I'm absolutely <laughs> blaming you. It's you, UK. No, it's, and you know what? To be honest with you, I admire the fact that your doctors went to beta blockers before benzos. Mm. So I, I was always blown away by like, wow, in the UK, they hand out like blood pressure medication for anxiety. Mm. But there was a, the reason for that is it does, it lowers your heart. It just lowers your heart rate. It slows you down in general. Mm -hmm. So it had a similar, although not, albeit not as strong effect as a tranquilizer. And yeah. I, I bet you it helped a lot of people without the nastiness of the benzos or the antidepressants. See, I've never, I've never taken them. So I just don't know how it makes okay. you feel. Like benzo, like benzo or antidepressants or nothing like that. I've never, I've been offered them, but yeah, always well, shirked you know, away. Uh, the, a benzo is a, is a central nervous system depressant. It's like drinking. So if mm. you if you've ever drank too much, then you know what it feels like to take a benzo, like in the short term, you know. Maybe. Whereas a beta blocker doesn't do that. It, it's not a CNS depressant. You know, mm. it's a we don't get into the chemistry of it, but an antidepressant is 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 changing your brain chemistry. Just we don't know exactly how. Like yeah. we, we know that's sort of what it does, but we're not sure how or why or how it's really working. And that's why we'll give you one and hope that it works and then increase your dosage. And if that doesn't work, we'll let a second one to count the side effects of the first one. We'll take yeah. you on that one and put you on this one and then try a third one. And then we'll add an antipsychotic to that because you can't sleep anymore. And mm -hmm. sounds like a good idea. That's it sounds that. like fun, doesn't it? It does. It's an awesome idea. Yeah. Anyway, you guys are the pioneers of the beta blockers. I think it was good. Not I'll bad. take that. I'll take the credit for that one then. Good. Thank yeah, it was really cross. <laughs> I'm trying to. Think. I've got no more notes, so we're just we're free balling at the moment. We're free rolling, whatever we want to call it. I don't That's know. It's not new. Anybody who's ever seen us on video. Yeah. Before. How's the vertigo right now? It's it's a little bit like when I drink my water. That's a little rough. Mm -hmm. So I'm just I keep it cool. It's a neck thing. It's my neck because I I tweak my back in the gym, and so now it's up in my neck and my shoulder. But I, the point I was going to make it with the vertigo is like I'm dizzy, just not scared of being dizzy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just I think I've done pretty good staying upright. Yeah, you're doing a good job there. Not too shabby, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> I think, I mean, how long have you been going? I have no clue. It's no got to be close to an hour. 
One thing that I would say about you and I in video is, like, if I look back at my YouTube stats, <laughs> and, and you know this because you've been on YouTube longer than I have, and, and you're more huh. active. Like, you know what happens. Like, hey, it's everything's cool for about ten minutes, and then like, yeah, minutes, nobody's minutes. watching now. By the end, there's three apart people from, watching. Uh, us. Apart from Catalin, <laughs> yes, watching. you know he's watching. I know he's watching. Thanks, dude. I know he's watching. We keep guy. watching. Yeah, yeah, Olivia too. Olivia Dockery, you know you're watching. Yes, yes, of course. When she was really pleased that I went bowling recently, you know, because she used that. she used to say that I need to go bowling. Remember all those years ago? All it was all about me bowling. I did it. Well, it was all about like you spent a lot of time sitting in the in the car park. I like to yeah, see yeah. why I'm so good at this. Yeah, at the, the car yeah. park at the at the bowling place. Yeah, yeah, or the dance place. I only knew them as bowling place or dance place. Mm -hmm. Never really the actual. Place. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, did you video that, the bowling? I didn't yeah, see Yeah, yeah, it was in a trip oh, to, we went away uh, just to a hotel, which is something else that I never dreamed of doing usually. Like going, driving, we drove, I think it was about 120 miles away, just for one yeah. night. Like that's unheard of for me. Because usually when I drive somewhere like that, I have to spend a couple of days just getting my bearings, you know, I have to take a couple of days chilling out in wherever we're staying. But we yeah. went, we drove like two hours, got in the hotel, went out, something to eat, went bowling, like crazy, and then came home the next day. Usually it takes me three days to recover from something like that, but... It was all good. Yeah, it was a good experience, man. And I won at bowling, so... Oh, so let's not about that. You know? I shouldn't be bowling. I have no business bowling. I'm terrible. That's <laughs> just awful. Oh, dear. Oh God! So anyway, yeah. So what else do you want to talk about? Anything in particular? I don't know, man. I mean, this is this is the pilot. I have got somebody lined up for my next episode already. But yeah. What I'm are you gonna do? I don't like, know. You send, I could send you a whole bunch of people to talk to if you want. Uh, well, this this is what I need to find people to talk to, or to just listen to. Yeah. I thought I'd break myself in gently with somebody that I already knew. <laughs> I. We'll talk about it off the air. I have somebody. I, Totally want to hook you up with. Okay. I think you'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be done. I mean, yeah. this, this is this is where I want the channel to go because for some reason I just don't get views. <laughs> I don't it's, know if anybody does. It's something that drives me insane. It, it is a strange thing. You know, like that's an interesting. Uh, we're just now we're, we're just, you know, again, we're, we're just making yeah. those go along now. But. Yeah, yeah. Like what I find so interesting too is to see like, and my channel is small. I, I don't even have 3000 subscribers yet. And I stopped caring. You get more views per video than I do. I, I seem to, for whatever reason, yeah. but nonetheless, even though we, so we, like we talked about earlier, the, the awareness around anxiety and depression, those mm -hmm. words are everywhere all the damn time. Yet yeah. like my channel, your channel, I mean, your channel is much larger than mine, but even some of the others, like when you go and look, like your numbers are great. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, like if some, you know, if, if I understand celebrity matters, I get that. So mm -hmm. discounting celebrities, but when people who have no experience with anxiety disorders, but talk, you know, you know what? I'm not going to get into this because I've pitched about this before. You sure? People who are like the lifestyle bloggers and <laughs> bloggers and stuff, they mm -hmm. make a video about anxiety. And look, I'm not discounting their experience. Maybe they are an anxious person. They mm -hmm. clearly do not have the same thing that we, you and I are addressing. Yeah, yeah. That video will get 4.6 million views. And <laughs> Paired around as like, yes, this needs to be talked about. And they're giving the worst advice that I've ever heard in the world. Uh -huh. Somebody who has agoraphobia or OCD or panic disorder. I don't get that. And yet like you can't get well, the, no views. The frustrating video. thing for me is like I make a video and I'll like just voice over it. 
Mm. So maybe it's because I've got a face for radio. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but when I do like a voiceover, like the 10 symptoms, or I talk about depersonalization or something, like they're in the hundreds of thousands of views. Yes. And I could just spend my time making those videos and probably make a shit ton of cash off YouTube and that. But right. like that don't bother, that doesn't interest me. I don't want to do that. It doesn't seem like a thing to do, but you're 100% yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. If you do that, would right, be the, that would be the easy way for me to just stop putting my face on the camera, start putting well, some shit together. And I find stop. it so interesting. To me, YouTube has become a bit of a. That's it. Your lights went out. Um, YouTube has become a bit of a. I didn't pay uh, the electric bill. I hate when that happens. Like, I don't even necessarily care so much about YouTube. I keep, I'll publish there, but like the comments section on YouTube, although my comment section has been fine. I appreciate being so people being respectful and nice, but the comment mm -hmm. section is just ridiculous on YouTube. And I'll be honest with you. And like, she's, she's heard me say this, you know, Holly, like, and Holly and I've done a mm -hmm. bunch of videos together too. The videos get the most views for me. And, and maybe because Holly's just awesome and she's really knowledgeable and she adds to it, which she definitely does, mm -hmm. but she's in the thumbnails. So there's yeah, yeah. a pretty woman in the thumbnails and those videos get naturally more views. And that just yep. it erodes my faith in humanity. So like I just spent 30 minutes talking to an a camera about how you can relate to your family about your anxiety disorder. That's really mm -hmm. like people might watch that. They might. But if Holly's in the, in the thumbnail, yeah, I'm watching that. So. Well, that's it. All, all the info ones that I do, I always put a woman in the thumbnail. The 10 symptoms I, one, that's got I, a woman. I hate to say that. And, and I, that's not a problem. And I love, you know, I love Holly. Like, Holly, <clears> watch it. Like, you're awesome. Yeah. It, it, to me, it just points out, like, the strangeness of social media and trying to get the message yeah, out yeah. of this yeah. stuff and help people. You know, it's, it's a weird kind of thing. See, if you're really in the, if you're going to be in the business of anxiety and social media, you got to do some things that are a little bit shady, I think. Yeah. I, I understand why they do it. I'd I agree. I do. Otherwise, you're not going to get eyeballs, and eyeballs are money. So I, I understand. So That's next week, next week podcast, I will be topless. So make sure you. <laughs> I think I, I think I have a meeting that day. Sure. You won't if be I live. If I don't, I'm going to make one. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to see that. But, Thanks. I don't know. What else, man? We all good? I think we're done. We're done here. I think we're done. Think That's we're it done. for the for the first episode of the breakdown. What a name. Should we it's discuss, a great name. Should we, should we discuss my talent in coming up with? It's, See, I was discussing this with my son earlier. I was thinking of calling it the mental breakdown, but then I think mm -hmm. people might get a bit iffy with that. So what no, that they watch. Yeah. If it's true. about watching somebody have a breakdown, people love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. We'll just, it's the breakdown. And the That's idea it. is to break down the ins and outs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see who's next. It's a really, it's a good name, dude. Tell you right Thanks, now. Man. Yeah. All right, peeps. Yeah, that's it. We're out. Links in the description for Young Drew's books, website. The rest is, the rest is history. Stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for having coming. me on, brother. Yeah, Appreciate man. it, man. I'll speak to All you right. again. You got it.